welcome welcome all of you guys thank you so much for listening again um episode two of digging holes with dusty tunnel this is a good one i think you're gonna like it i really enjoyed it um happy memorial day uh if if you have a loved one or um are somebody who is uh, no longer here but for some reason is spending your afterlife listening to my podcast uh one that's a terrible decision start doing better things with your afterlife uh two thank you for your loved one's service and thank you for your service um really appreciate it um i don't like to get sentimental um so now i feel weird but uh much appreciated your sacrifices uh, your family sacrifices, um, uh, any any way that you've been affected with uh, a loved one um, giving their life for our country. Um, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. So this episode, I, I sat down and I talked to um, a friend of mine from my hometown who's doing big things in Los Angeles. Um, he is a film student from Biola University, uh, and he's uh, currently a writer, a director, and he's done a lot of really cool things, working with virtual reality, doing some music videos. You're going to hear him talk about all of it, and uh, we're, we'll have some links to post about what he's doing, so you can go check him out. Make sure to follow him and uh, give him some support, because you know he's, he's one of the guys just grinding it out, trying to make it, and he's really talented. He's got a really good work ethic and a he deserves your support. So check him out, Jeffrey Prosser. There should be some links on my website, definitely on the social media posts that I'm going to throw out there. So go back, just check out his work. Really, really deserves it. And if it, even if it wasn't for like his work ethic and his personality and his talent, he deserves it just for having the mustache that he has. You know, he's uh he's got one of these dirty looking handlebar mustaches but like it's just the right amount of dirty you know it's like the right amount of clean and the right shape to to show like he's committed he's he's got the the ability to commit to something like a dirty clean mustache but the dirty part kind of still shows that you know he'll go uh go play in the mud a, a little bit you know if you you know what i'm saying i don't i actually don't really know he seems like a uh pretty stand-up guy and he probably uh doesn't metaphorically play in the mud but um yeah i don't know the mustache is uh it's pretty dope like it's it kind of curls up to the sides it looks like a like it looks like it could reach down and like pick his teeth for him you know it's kind of that mustache got the like sharp sort of uh toothpick sort of tip to it and it just looks like it could reach down there and get a little lettuce out of his uh tooth if he wanted him to or uh oh, i don't know and it's kind of how would you describe this sort of like a little more robust in the in the curvature of it and then it comes to a tip so the robust part's like nice and strong like it looks like uh looks like his mustache probably does curls on wednesdays and fridays and uh you're thinking fridays nobody works out on fridays dog that's that's the weekend no his mustache doesn't skip fridays it's got that like not not necessarily like real big bulk, but it's defined, you know. It's got the got those cuts. It's good looking, um good looking uh middle mid part abdomen of the mustache on each side. Each side has its own abdomen and it's nice nice and cut up and it's healthy looking. 
Like this mustache stays held. Like it looks like if you tried to put a cigarette underneath it into your lips, it'd probably just smack it right out of your lips. You know what I mean? Probably just probably it'd probably stick itself in your mouth and get it wet and then put that cigarette out with a sizzle. You know what I mean? It's like it, it doesn't want any part of that cigarette smoke floating up into it. Get that cigarette out of here. Actually, you know what it looks like? It looks like uh, it looks like his mustache would reach out and caress the head of somebody that he was kissing. Like he'd probably put his hands in his pockets and still just caress their head and stroke their cheek with his mustache as he kiss, kissed them. You know, that little blonde stroke going across that face. Ooh, that's sounds nice, right? Like, uh, like maybe, maybe that mustache can get a little dirty. You know, like maybe it's kind of bad. Like maybe, maybe the mustache is just a, a set of upper lip devil horns. You know, have I talked about it enough? Mustache? Should I come up with, with more things on the, the fly? I don't. I'm actually. I think I'm done. I'm exhausted after that. I really. I feel like I need a nap. I feel like I just want that mustache just to hug me, and spoon me while I nap. That's what I feel like now. Anyways, guys. Uh, hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Uh, Jeff's way smarter than I am, so I had a hard time keeping up with some of the stuff he talked about. But I hung in there. Um, did my very best. I think. Uh, I think he had just as good of a time as I did talking about um movies and things that he's doing and kind of the climate of hollywood and a few different things so hang in there if uh if you you know if you're tired of listening to me talk because eventually he's going to go on a a long one and it's just gold it's beautiful to listen to without further ado we've got jeffrey prosser They do the best job. Yeah, now yeah. I'm done eating a burger, so we can yeah <laughs> dive We in. can talk about uh, the Russo brothers. See see what I did there? Because we didn't, like when I hit record, it was after you said their name, and we were still talking about them. So you plugged so, it. So, I, so yeah, just so that people would know what we were talking about. It's, we were just uh, talking about the Russo brothers. <laughs> that's, what a, that's what an experienced podcaster does. Yeah. That's somebody that knows what they're doing. Slides into that. Yeah. Instead of sliding into the DMs, you're sliding into the record button. Yeah. I, I miss the days when I just used to slide into second base. <laughs> Those are the days. That's all That's all the sliding we used to do. Sliding into second was a good time. but Yeah, or you'd slide down the hallway in your socks, maybe. Mm. Yeah. I definitely did that um, and fell a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's that's life that's you learn you know you got to like not be afraid to fail yeah and you got to not lean back too much when you're sliding in your socks you really got to slide forward yeah a little bit yeah Yeah. now we have hardwood floors in this apartment Mm -hmm. it's kind of a common ritual it's not the only hardwood in this apartment if you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's really not yeah (laughs) (laughs) you got four guys living here yeah this this hardwood floor is almost as rigid as your mustache right now (laughs) I have uh, to tell you though, ever since I've had this mustache, I've gotten probably more comments about my appearance than ever. Really? And, and a lot of times from men, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had an Uber driver, and I don't think he was gay or anything, but he talked to the entire Uber ride about my mustache. 
Nice. And I think he was just impressed. Yeah. So, uh, but he also did ask me if I was hit on a lot more often and asked a lot of personal questions about my love life. So I'm like, hmm, hmm is this is this something else? Are I, you are you hit on more often? Oh yeah, I think I'm by men. By men. <laughs> With, okay. There's a few stories to back that up, but in short, I think it's. It's never happened to me that much. And then now, for some reason, with like a curly handlebar mustache, I think there's assumptions so, that are made. So you mean your Hawaiian shirt with the pink tint and stuff in it? That's never done it. No. You know? People, there's He's, there must be some other sort of air of hetero confidence. Yeah. And the mustache really tipped the scales. Yeah, I guess so. I'd, I would think that um, at least like older, kind of more mature girls or women would like it because it shows commitment. Mm. you know what i mean the ones that are trying to trap you yeah just kind of yeah trying to claw you in like a like a cougar i had um (laughs) uh well i still have a tinder account but i deleted the app off my phone because i never actually even went on a date or anything off of it i just kind of was on it troll people and uh in my profile it says something like i have i think it's it said like i have three friends a fat dog and an in-unit washer and dryer so yeah i'm doing pretty good (laughs) and uh this one girl hit me up and she's like in unit washer and dryer like when can i come do laundry and then i responded with uh are you trying to lint trap me (laughs) (laughs) and then she didn't respond back but i thought that was a bummer that was an opportunity for her she could have made some sort of catholic joke yeah i don't know that's where i would have gone with it yeah i didn't even think about that that's a good point i don't know Hmm. maybe it wasn't the right time of year i don't even know when lint is i think it's in it's before easter so it's got. Oh, be, that's like, right. It's up yeah. to Easter, right? So it's like okay, yeah, March through April, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I've never, I've never done Lent before. The only time I know when it's happening is when you are like out in public and you start seeing people with like ash on their face, and you're like, oh, it's uh, that time of year again. People yeah. are giving things up. Yeah, maybe I should, and then uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually. I mean, I've kind of just given up on life, so <laughs> I feel like that's good enough. Yeah, is know. that part of Lent? Can you do that for? I don't I, know. For Lent, I gave up on life. Yeah, I mean, I did it well before that, but it just—if it's there, use it. You know. Yeah, when something becomes trendy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> play into your strengths, yeah. dude. I've been giving up life since like 2007. I don't know. <laughs> random year 2007 <laughs> what was they doing oh it was a year into san diego that was a good year did you have an in-unit washer and dryer in 2007 yes so you're, you've been doing pretty well for a while yeah but i had a lot of roommates though um that was if i was still in my first apartment we had like five roommates in a three-bedroom apartment so so now, it was perpetually being used the the washer dryer yeah yeah, you never can find a time to slide some laundry into that. No, <laughs> the slide, the slide uh, callback. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, you slid that in there, and I, I don't know. I don't want to just piggyback off your your callback, but it felt good. There's something there. To me. It seemed like it was the right thing to do at the time. Um, so you're oh, we were talking about um the Avengers movies. So you're not oh, yeah, normally yeah. into it, but you liked this last one. Yeah, so when it comes to comic book movies for a long time, I think I got exhausted of them. Mm. Like a lot of people, that's like a pretty common thing. I think a lot of people are like, oh, another superhero. I don't really care about that. Yeah. And I think that comes, for me, that comes from not really having grown up reading the comics much. Right, yeah. Like I've never never been a huge 
it's not that I don't like comic books. I just never read a lot of them. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, Ant, when Ant-Man's coming out, I'm not like, oh my God, Ant-Man, you know, like, right. I know his whole arc. I'm just like, yeah, cool. I, did, I didn't know who Ant-Man really was, but I like Paul Rudd a lot. So yeah. So like yeah. that kind of, that, that's how they do it in the, yeah. in the system. They're like, well, for those who don't know Ant-Man, they know Paul Rudd. Right. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll rope in some more viewers. Yeah. I've never seen Paul Rudd be bad in a movie. Or That's at least true. where I like don't like him, you know. He's a likable guy. Yeah, I just watched the Forty Year Old Version again last night. Oh, that's so funny. And uh, Paul Rudd is like great in that movie. One of my, I think my roommates last night literally were saying that that's one of those films that deserves a rewatch. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's great. It's it's it. on Netflix now. I think they just oh okay put it on there so. It's so good. It's so, <laughs> dude. It's so funny. Like the the writing in it is so good. Well, I don't know. A lot of it's improv, I guess, right? Yeah, and it's Judd Apatow. Right. So, yeah. I mean, anything he makes. Yeah, he's really good. I'm yeah. still eating fries right now, so if anybody... that's okay. It doesn't matter. No um, the the twelve people listening. The twelve to people this listening thing. are going to be like, yeah. "This guy's a slob," and they're not yet. Yeah, well, they're not even listening. It's just playing, and they've walked away from. <laughs> it's just <laughs> playing in the background. Yeah. I'm just like the personification of gluttony right yeah. now, just with these sound of food yeah. going let's let's keep it to th- one three syllable word per sentence if you can oh yeah that was sorry <laughs> so i went I to feel college dizzy. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel dizzy and it, i'm pretty sure it's not the booze because i've i've done this for a while so <laughs> well back to the rest of so i think i was yeah. i was i was on to saying i i don't normally there was a time where i kind of didn't care about marvel movies and comic book movies yeah and I think I came back around somewhere around the time, I think it was last year, when Captain America Civil War came out, and that's the Russo's. so good. And a, a little bit before or after that was Doctor Strange, and I really liked Doctor Strange. That was good too, yeah. And that director is from my alma mater, so I was like, I'm going to oh. have to enjoy this because I like this guy mm-hmm. and I know him. Yeah. He's come and visited our school a few times. So I kind of got back into it and... I have to say, Marvel's doing a pretty awesome job with their story. Yeah, just, I think I think so yeah. too. Yeah, Civil War was like maybe my favorite out of all of them. Yeah, it's, it's up there. It really I, I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy just because it was like fun. That was another um, point of interest for me. I think when that happened, I was like, "Oh, we're not taking ourselves too seriously now." Like, this yeah, is, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, that and like Ant Man were really fun. I thought, but uh, Civil War was just such a good story. I thought and. It there's, really was. There's a lot of like political connotation to it, but it was like appropriate for the time, and I kind of I thought they nailed it spot on. So yeah, 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 and those yeah. So then then the same team basically going on to do Infinity War, and they had just done Winter, Winter Soldier before that. So their Marvel additions I've always thought were pretty awesome. But mm-hmm. they actually started a production company, excuse me, here in downtown called Agbo. And they're going to be producing a lot of movies of different genres over the next 10 years. So they're they're not just going through the Marvel system. Now they're like executive producers on a lot of really cool, cool projects. It's, well, it's because like there, there was an executive producer spot that opened up. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, I was just talking about Harvey Weinstein. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there was, there, a, was a, there was probably a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> this last year there was like a vacuum of executive producers <laughs> yeah. and suddenly they're like yeah just gone yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't just direct. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're kind of decent people. Yeah. Maybe we should. Uh, I mean, I don't want to rape anybody. <laughs> maybe you? we should produce some stuff. Me either. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, How hard man. can it be? <laughs> uh, hey, rape jokes aren't funny, man. I don't know, dude. You started it. You... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, boy. That's an interesting time in, uh, in these parts here in Hollywood where everybody's yeah. getting ushered out the door that it's over 60 or even over 50. Yeah. And just today, I saw a headline about Morgan Freeman. Oh, I didn't see that. It's like uh, a bunch of accusations against Morgan Freeman now. So, Dude, he's God. I know. It's, it's kind of... I always get strangely disheartened when i read these things because i'm like yeah how do you feel about like people that say that it was different times like obviously rape is rape but um when you when you talk about like the 70s let's say 80s um because i've heard uh like like older people who are like friends like moms and stuff talk about like oh yeah that's just what we did in this like 70s or whatever like that's just how things were yeah. And it doesn't make it right, but if it was like accepted back then and that's when it happened and then like it's not accepted anymore but they're not doing it anymore, does that make a difference? Yeah, it's just like It's like weird, right? I was talking about this with my roommate this morning actually when we saw that headline cuz it's like on one hand, well, first of all, like all these things are wrong. Right, and they're I think totally the wrong. The world has yeah. always called them wrong, you know, if yeah. they're like out there, if they're actually actually if you, said it, if you said it out loud. Yeah, that's like yeah. Well, that's clearly something that we don't accept as a society. Right. But we just didn't in the seventies or whatever previously, and even ten years ago, mm-hmm. we didn't really call these things out, so they weren't outed, so they were just sort of like assumptions that society probably was like, Oh, probably behind closed doors in Hollywood bad things happen, but they don't really know who's doing it or what. Mm-hmm. And now it's like we're bringing it all to the surface, but then the real moral question that I don't think is being talked about is like um it's like what what is this accomplishing by like ruining somebody's reputation at the end of their life when they're already basically I mean I guess it's Morgan Freeman still has a career ahead of him it's not like he's like I'm yeah. retired I'm not going to make any more movies and then every suddenly everybody is hitting him it's it's like you know in in some sense of the word of justice when you're talking about justice it's like you know, giving people what they deserve. Mm -hmm. But I think people have different definitions of what that is. And I think for me, at least social justice happens on a larger scale where it's like, we all collectively decide, Hey, for the next generation, we're not going to allow this to happen. Yeah. It's not necessarily about going back in time and trying to like be the social justice people of the last era. Cause yeah, it's a, you're starting the conversation at least of like, Hey, this is how like, you're saying it out loud, basically. Like I was, like I said, like nobody said it out loud. So now we're saying it out loud. And now we're, we're saying, saying it like out loud. It's not cool. Calling it yeah. what it is. It's kind of like in the context of working on a project with somebody. If like you say, you know, something goes horribly wrong on a project, then you tell that person, "Hey, moving forward, let's yeah. not do this." Right. But right. you can't be like, "Hey, What's for that? all those things you did, I'm now gonna fine you." Like, right. You know, I mean, you can. That's called yeah. lawsuit, but. I just think I, it's there's like a certain level of. Being I mean, realistic. it ruins their legacy, you know, which is yeah. really important to people. Yeah, that's true. So, that's um, true. I guess that's that's one thing. Um, or the types of things where the the whole narrative is really complicated, and there's not a lot of actual 
tangible evidence right like, like the, the, the Z's. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's one example i can think like it of. sounded like a bad date really it's like yeah this is quote unquote a bad date in the sense that and aziz did some shitty things but like we can't necessarily put him in jail for these things and what the girl is saying is what the girl is saying and what he's saying is what he's saying so yeah. when you have that kind of like he said she said sort of a scenario yeah it seems i don't know i and i don't again i i think i'm the type of person that i tend to just sort of back away from having a strong opinion about a lot of these things because yeah, i'd rather smart. just be a like a, in support of people who are real victims yeah than to be like you know oh men are being attacked you know it's like right, well yeah. we've had it pretty easy for a while so maybe yeah. it's time i don't know that's a good point yeah that's yeah. a good point it's a good way of looking at it um i just uh i don't i don't kind of i don't like the idea of like you know all white men are garbage which kind of yeah. seems to be like um uh you know a pretty popular opinion nowadays too but that's only with like a small group of people whether it's like actually people's outward conscious opinion or if it's just their subconscious opinion i think that's true yeah like i think some people may just make that assumption based off of uh yeah you know i think so too and it's true evidence you're right i mean like white guys have had it good for like forever and ever and ever now so it's but like you know when do we start just looking at everybody as an individual like i like that yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know like just i think that's a much healthier way in general to to view the world but we're in times of like a kind of a civil war right now so yeah it's stressful (laughs) <laughs> yeah cheers to that cheers yeah. to that and th- that's why you, you don't have strong opinions because because <laughs> what's the point yeah you know, like i'm not just I'm not jump on the winning war. team whenever they win yeah exactly yeah. Uh, oh no i i never said you sucked yeah, yeah. i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i am with most sports too yeah i'm like oh i don't um, really care oh yeah oh patriots are gonna win oh cool um yeah, a lot of people don't seem to like them though, so I'm just going against them. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of the, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny. I said all these things, and I'm like, I really don't have an opinion about yeah. uh, sports teams. So it's funny that you bring up sports too, because it's I feel like um, kind of the political realm and the sports realm are the same in like how tribal they are right now. Like, yeah, you know, it's like you're just on that, you're rooting for that team regardless. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what happens or what's yeah. true and what's not true. It's yeah. really like on both sides loyalty. too. Yeah, it's just like it's it's kind of disgusting. But there's uh, I like the there's this like movement right now of like intellectuals kind of coming together and talking because of um, it's like the free speech thing. You know, like in my mm-hmm. last podcast, I had brought up Jordan Peterson, who I like a lot. I don't know if you know him at all, but he's um uh he. He was a. I, I talked about this on my last one, but I guess it doesn't matter. He was a professor at the University of Toronto, a, a psych professor, and he um, practices. Uh, he's a clinical uh, psycho uh, analyst or psychologist, something. Okay. Um, and then Canada was passing a law, uh, uh, make making it um, a requirement to call somebody by their preferred pronoun, or else that you could be fined, or you know, like it would be against the law. And he pushed back against it, um, not because he doesn't um, agree with respecting somebody and calling them what they want to be called, but it was uh, it was purely based on um, he doesn't want the government controlling language. Yeah, that's really dangerous territory. Right. So yeah. uh, that's why why he pushed back, and then you know he became like the bigot and all this kind of stuff. So um, he was thrown in the spotlight, and turns out he's like this really smart guy. Uh, 
puts a lot of thought into his, you can kind of see him thinking as he talks and he, he's real careful about choosing his words. And, um, he's, uh, I think he's, he's really good for like young men who mm-hmm. kind of are trying to find themselves. That's kind of, I've been like, I'm reading his book right now and it's kind of helping me a lot. So there's like him and he's kind of like on the right side of the political realm. But then he's like, I think next month. Yeah. I think in June he's like debating Sam Harris in London and like Sam Harris is like left leaning. And the thing they have in common is like the free speech thing. Cause like Sam Harris is like very anti Islam, even though he's very like, left leaning on every other issue. Oh, interesting. But he's he's just a he's an atheist and he's like he has strong opinions against all religions but just um like specifically Islam. So it's just like this interesting Interesting. Yeah, yeah that so, sounds like a very Yeah, so I kind of like that that's happening right now. It, like there's all these kind of minds coming together and like mm. having conversations because like they're kind of the only ones that are tolerating each other. Right, and, and it and it just creates like a because they really like to cool, think. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what they have in common. Even if their their um, opinions are unpopular, you know, they're still like they're willing to listen to each other and talk about things, and it's it creates and and then the podcasts are have blown up so much that they're you know doing it on podcasts, and it's just it's a great time for that right now. Wow, which is cool. I think dialogue. Yeah, it's it's a great time for dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, just opening things up. I like to tease things out more than I think the average person, you know, I like to unravel them and talk a lot about them and maybe say things just to say them and then figure out later if that was really right what thing. I thought, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm one of those, but I think, you know, some people are more of the careful type where they're like, I'm not going to say anything until I'm sure that this is what I believe or this is what is correct. But isn't that what, you know, speech and debate and, dialogue is for is sort of the yeah, work, working it out yeah. to entertain ideas without necessarily having to commit to them yeah fully the problem you know nowadays is just once you say something it's like permanent because of the internet and right stuff. it's like, recorded you know it's like so you say something then you're the you're the bigot or the racist or this you know something just because you were just trying to like play with an idea which is why i'm sweating bullets right now you know i'm just yeah taking... yeah I know this is going to ruin your career. Actually, <laughs> honestly, if uh, if there were anything that you wanted to cut out, you just tell me and I'll cut it out. No, I'm. <laughs> yeah, we're but, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think we've said anything terrible. So, and we can move on to some of the stuff you're doing. Um, sure. Um, already forgot uh, the name of your VR company. Um, yeah. Well, I'm a part of. Uh, a company called thing three thing three i knew there was the three i couldn't get yeah. the word in front of it we so. started it um 2016 as sort of i mean it still is kind of what it was then it's basically me and a and a business partner that have a like a label for anything we do under the vr um cool. medium and we originally were thinking we would um kind of launch it with the theater show and do some interactive uh live vr like immersive theater um because we had some ideas for how that would work and um we thought we could kind of push the medium with that first proof of concept in a direction that wasn't going and i think uh you know in some ways it's a blessing it didn't happen and in some ways it's a shame because vr right now is kind of struggling to be accepted by society as a normal entertainment form because i think a lot of people don't 
really know what to do with it. Mm. So on a consumer level, it's not really working the same way it's working on a creative creator level. Uh, like, like there's a lot I could play with in VR, but the question is who's going to watch it. And if you don't have someone to watch it, then that usually means that there's not a market, which means that I probably can't get money to make it. So it's not like a, a cyclical entertainment medium yet. Right. So we were trying to kind of innovate that, but we're also really young and have very few resources. So we were <laughs> like, let's take a couple steps back yeah. and play around and, you know, build a little bit more of a portfolio and then we'll probably come back to it with a okay. more full approach. Oh, that's cool. So right now I've, I've created a few VR pieces, but, um, they're kind of just rolling out as they come. Cause hmm. it's usually when like a client wants a VR thing or, uh, a band is like, let's do, and that hasn't happened a lot. You know, it's only yeah. here and there that somebody brings up VR. So what's the difference? Um, like in the way that you film a VR, like video, than you know, just like something like a movie or. A... Yeah. It's a really different way to think, honestly, like, well, there's a lot of things to unpack with what VR is for people who don't necessarily virtual maybe, reality i don't even yeah. know if we've ever said well, virtual, virtual reality, reality is I, what, I i don't want to assume that people know what vr is so I, yeah like, i'm okay. sure people have seen you know like yeah. the oculus rift headsets or people wearing like uh you know a big black box on their face or right. google cardboard or something like that but there's different kinds of vr um to not get too technical there's like um there's like what they call six doff which is six degree stands for six degrees of freedom um, and that basically means that you can move in the X, Y, and Z dimension in the VR experience. So not only can you just turn your head like a, a like a neck turn um, and look all around you, you can also kind of like lean and get closer to a subject or further from it. So that's only possible when it's created in a game engine, um, and which usually means it's animated uh, rather than live action. Oh, okay. There is live action six off, but it's just really, really expensive. And the only people making it are like uh, people that have like Google, you know, they have like seed funding and they're like, like experimental funds to allocate towards like VR uh, research. Um, And then there's a few like company, there's definitely like startup companies that have funding that are creating what they think to be like more sustainable ways of creating live action six off but that's like a future thing it's not quite here yet so what that basically means is that you have six off vr that's mostly going to be like like game looking like animated um that you can move through and a lot of those are games some of them are just interactive experiences and stuff like that or art pieces that are really cool and you can move through them um or you have like 360 video which is shot with a camera that is a pano stitch that shoots video in all directions simultaneously and then you stitch it together and in a in a 360 video you obviously can't move through the space you can just look around around you and i haven't created any sixed off vr yet in-house um i'm hoping to someday i think it's like where everything's gonna go um because i think 360 video is kind of like the silent era of movies you know it's right. like there's only so far until it that's seems, yeah done. it seems pretty basic yeah yeah and there's definitely cool things that we've done with 360 video um and there's i think probably a few more areas that people haven't pushed it but it does have like some serious limits yeah so that's cool what uh what uh, what have you done with it so far 
Well, the first thing we made was a dance experience in 360. Okay, I think I saw a video or something. Yeah, yeah it's okay. for that band M83. Um, we like we didn't um, pitch it as like an official video or anything. We just created it for them and sent it to them and got you know feedback from them and stuff. Um, but it's it was like a we approached it kind of like a black box theater experience. So. Um, you're kind of like a, you're surrounded in 360 by all these dancers and they're moving closer and further away from you. And, uh, the song is called solitude. So it's this idea of like feeling a healthy separation from people and growing apart from people, but then also like needing people. So it's sort of like exploring that idea in the abstract, but it's all using these dancers that are like enveloping the viewer. And I kind of wanted to do like those, uh, those old like MGM movies where, you know, you, the camera would tilt up and be above all the dancers and they'd form out these like body shapes on the floor. and uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how cool would that be if we did that? But like in the third dimension, so you're feeling it all around you and you can like feel like pulsing, like movements of people closing in or moving away. So that was the idea. And we like, we did play with it a lot. Um, and I think in parts of the piece, it was like really effective and other parts of the piece, it was like, Oh cool. That's that's neat yeah yeah so it was an experiment but that's what it was always meant to be cool yeah and then recently i shot a um a tour of a bitcoin mine in sweden hmm. and so that was interesting that's, so we, i don't even understand that yeah i feel like i'm speaking a different language on this subject everything is like it's well, like i don't know i'm I'm following for the most part but uh, i don't even really understand how bitcoin works i kind of get it a little bit but um yeah when i say bitcoin mine a lot of people usually are like wait what yeah um i know i know that bitcoins are mined they're but, mined so but imagine I don't really know what that means <laughs> like a com basically you know like when you're younger and people would say hey you know the first computer was like an entire room and you're like mm -hmm. wow uh how's that possible and they're like yeah and it was really loud and there was cards and he punched them i mean i just remember people telling me about like the harvard computer or whatever it was well, this is like what the Bitcoin mine is like, actually. Like, it's yeah. servers lining, like, a giant airlock of a, like, warehouse. And it was in Sweden. It was in a really cold area. Um, they don't disclose the, the actual, like, location for a reason. They don't want people to go and steal their IP of how they built this mine. But the idea is basically, in general uh, terms, to, like to have all these computers that are farming bitcoins and they're like they're they're operating on a um efficiency ratio of i guess uh power to um energy wait okay. no that's that's not it i'm trying to think of what what is the actual ratio it's a it's an energy to efficiency ratio so it's like how much energy are we expelling and how efficient are these computers running and i'm probably butchering the explanation right now but basically it's okay they're trying to keep nobody the understands yeah anyway. you could butcher away yeah the computers are <laughs> there there's probably tens of thousands of them in this building running and all like linked together and they're getting really hot naturally because that's what computers do and so they're trying to keep them cool and they're trying to make more happen in less amount of time and by capitalizing on all of that they're making you know a great amount of money because people people don't necessarily have the means to farm their own bitcoins and if they do it's a competitive market so they're probably not making as many bitcoins as the next person mm. so it's kind of become more i think 
hobbyists have moved more into going out outsourcing their their farming oh. or their uh their mining they would call it farming hmm. and they'll go to like a company like this place who has a literal mine like this giant mine of computers and they're like hey well you can have like you can run it through our server so you just go down there with a pickaxe yeah, and you just start, you start breaking all the computers, and that's how you get bitcoins. They pop out like Mario. See, now I'm starting to understand. See, that's the part I should have just started there. Yeah, yeah. You just hit, you just hit the computers with an axe, and, and that's then when how you it find works. a bitcoin, you just touch it, and then it rings because and bing. disappears. Yep, and then it floats above you. Yeah, it floats above you, and then you have a little inventory box that tells yeah. you how many you have. I totally understand bitcoin i i kind of wish I would have yeah. started with <laughs> that. That was that was the easier. that was like way more yeah. yeah. My, this is why dialogue is good you know we can, yeah we'll parse it out yeah way less syllables you know we already discussed that earlier yeah but, <laughs> i'm not, I'm not good sometimes at putting things in short but that's what a bitcoin mine yeah. is you're just and you're just smarter than everybody is it's a curse really it's a problem yeah. uh but we basically went down there and we did a tour of that mine for the purpose of giving them something to use so oh cool they were the client they wanted to they wanted the this is exactly why they wanted it. You know, like the fact that no one really knows what the hell a Bitcoin mine is, is their problem. Oh and yeah. They're like, we need something that shows people. Cause it's, there's no way to like really explain it to people right now. So, right. Right. Yeah. No, that, that actually makes sense because I, I kind of understand, um, Bitcoin and it's, and it's value a little bit, but like, it's very superficial how much I understand. I don't know. Yeah. But so that's a good idea. That's online or where can yeah, you watch that? I think it's, I have to check. Um, it's like a business to business video, so it's used more internally. Oh, but okay. it's Got probably it. posted somewhere now. Okay, um, cool. I delivered it and like a week ago, and who knows? Uh, they okay. were showing it at expos and things like that. That's all yeah. I know. Maybe, but it was a cool maybe it was put into the mine, and somebody has to find it. Yeah, it's pickaxe it out. <laughs> Did you see Ready Player One by any chance? No, I've I've heard really good things about it. What, uh, it sounded like you were maybe referencing like. Oh, uh, I'm putting just it a, into the. Yeah, I'm just a genius. I know <laughs> everything about everything, even when I don't know anything about everything. I haven't actually read the book for Ready Player One, but um, I didn't know it was a book. It was a book oh. first, and uh, Spielberg wanted to adapt it, and so oh, the, cool. that movie that came out was kind of like a, I guess, a loose adaptation of what the. Um, like what the book was because like for people who read the book they told me there's some differences but mm. movie was fun yeah i had a lot of fun watching it i'll have to check it out yeah. there's been some good ones uh like speaking of marvel i just watched deadpool 2 oh i just <laughs> dude i loved it i thought it was, <laughs> it was so a blast good. oh yeah. my god i loved it so much oh um, so so much fun yeah it's crazy how deadpool talking about like deconstructionism earlier i guess like that's basically what deadpool does mm -hmm. and it works so well and people love it yeah they love seeing the superhero genre just like pulled apart at it yeah. seems and like you know it's inside spilling out and then being like completely honest and nonchalant about that that's, yeah that's yeah makes i mean funny. i i think that's just um it's like it's just basically somebody who's okay with making fun of themselves like they're always a fun person the person's always fun yeah i think i don't know like can, can take a joke like who can give a joke but take a joke too it's the i mean it's, yeah it's just like a like, classic thing of not taking yourself too seriously I guess, exactly right? yeah i guess yeah. that's what ryan reynolds does well dude if there was a role ever built for anybody it was deadpool for seriously. ryan reynolds yeah it was uh he's he's really great at it 
I'm interested to see how they're going to do a... Well, it, they set it up pretty well for a third movie, but mm-hmm. there was a moment where I was watching, not to give any spoilers away, but I was watching and I was like, is this going to be the last Deadpool? Oh, uh, like right. it, it seemed like... Oh. We have fire alarms that go off sometimes and... Yep, and then they stop. So it's like... Oh. Yeah, we should be fine. It's funny because at my um, work, I have to carry a pager. Um, like, well, when I'm on call, I carry a pager and sometimes when i'm at work and that actually was like almost the same pitch as my pager <laughs> so like the feeling i got was like damn it who is paging oh, me right now <laughs> i'm in la for crying out loud yeah <laughs> there's no way i'm gonna be there in 30 minutes <laughs> there's no way i'm gonna make it to the end of the street in 30 minutes so yeah no not here you uh, might as well just stay here for a couple of days get a bnb rather than getting traffic <laughs> seriously just yeah just schedule like airbnbs along the way yeah <laughs> well uh, i think i just reached commerce uh yeah. stay three dude it's crazy it's gotten so crazy because uh there's not a good time to drive anymore at all like throughout the day really i don't i mean i, mean, I don't I, know. I just don't drive uh, if I can avoid it, so I guess right. I don't notice. Well, I, I guess um, the only time I ever come through is when I'm passing through, but it's like, you know, when I'm, like, driving to Visalia or something, and it seems like it doesn't matter when I leave San Diego. I'm just You're gonna, still going to hit it. And just be stuck in it. It's really thick, like, probably for you when you're headed up through, because you got to come through the whole L.A. Like right. You go almost through the Inland Empire, or you go through O.C.? Uh no I go through the OC usually yeah, yeah. which which is really bad. really bad too yeah. so it's, you get it's really bad whammy. yeah the four four oh five is terrible the five is terrible there's not really any good way to to get around it but. yeah Southern California is just a, mm-hmm. it's a paradox when I first moved to San Diego like if you left like at 10 p.m. or something and drove through then you'd be fine but now it's just like it doesn't even matter if you do that there's just construction or something like i don't yeah. know it's like something's uh, always wrong yeah traffic's just terrible here it's just a city that they they really really uh messed up when they're planning it and i think they're for years and years they're just going to be continually trying to repair it yeah i don't think they they probably didn't expect it to be this big yeah i, I mean i don't think a city should be this this populated anyway you it's know? true like, it's just you know, all these dreamers that move here and then yeah leave or stay yeah there's probably like a more stay ratio than leave ratio i'd imagine because it seems like the city just keeps getting more and more yeah filled with people over the years yeah it's pretty crazy it's crazy to like just i don't know look i mean look out there dude you have such a good view from your room thank you yeah this is i'm like i can't see the what you're seeing but that's my favorite that's yeah. why i put the stand-up desk by it you know yeah I like it's important to me desk. to Thanks. Yeah, it's important to me to like a be able to stand up in the day because sitting by a computer really doesn't do good for any of us, you know. Right. And so I, that was like a big thing. I was it's like the new smoking, right? Yep. It's yep. <laughs> <laughs> you quit one no smoking, more, no and more then smoking, you quit the no more smoking. sitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then also the vitamin D from the sun, you know, like that's oh, yeah. a, that's a real thing. Like if you, mm-hmm. I lived in an apartment that had like one window. Yeah, and it was small, and half the day the sun was on the other side of the building, so it was just dark in there all day, and that really messes you up. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, these like, there's been a few of them over the past few years, like these basketball players that like break their leg, like randomly, 
they just like jump and then they land and then their leg breaks just from impact yeah but like over um, time so uh there's one theory is that they get these um stress fractures uh and then you know that's uh like their jump that breaks it is just like kind of the final straw where it like actually breaks the leg oh, okay but they're thinking um spe- it happens a lot of times specifically with basketball players because they're always in indoors playing basketball in the gymnasium yeah and they're not getting vitamin d from the sun which is really pertinent to like bone strength and bone de- development um so that's actually like a real thing wow yeah, that's it's really a, interesting totally yeah it's re- it's a real thing like getting uh getting sun is actually really important for a lot of a lot of different things and vitamin d being one of them yeah they just need to drink a lot more milk. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I mean, probably, if, yeah. if there's some vegans out there or, you yeah. know, there's probably some people that disagree with that. Yeah. But. I think that uh, my nickname could be vitamin D, maybe. <laughs> for any ladies looking for that. Vitamin D. Yeah, I'll bring some he's, sunshine he's in available. your life. <laughs> we'll just have that be like the name of this episode uh, is, is digging D. holes with vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny D. There, sunny, yeah. vitamin sunny d i don't know that's a plug sunny d plug but i won't get money for it <laughs> well even you know if you're looking for a sponsor there there it is yeah <laughs> sunny d if uh you aren't going under like i think you probably are <laughs> what you do is you take it out to simultaneously sunny d and capri sun and you say hey the other one's interested <laughs> and that's how you get something to go like uh, you know i love uh Capri Sun because it's like IV bags. They look like IV bags. <laughs> <laughs> like you could just hang so them true. upside down and just like. <laughs> yeah. Ah, straight to the blood sugar. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Weird. I didn't have diabetes before I started this IV. <laughs> you remember Tang by any chance? Yeah, I do. That was like a short-lived phenomenon. Yeah, I don't I'd... really know what happened there, but. I think I think they did a really job, uh, horrible job marketing because they used a name that is like a euphemism for like poon, which is a euphemism for vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so all these second <laughs> second graders, third graders, just barely discovering yeah. what that means. Yeah. Um, you know, we're probably like, oh, I just want some more tang. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get enough tang anymore. <laughs> Whatever happened to that tang? <laughs> I mean, that's what uh, I wake up wondering every day. Oh, no, I think this thing is spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's where they went wrong, I think. I had a party recently here uh, to kind of break in the apartment, but also because I turned 25. Oh, and... yeah, ha- happy birthday. Okay. Yep. You can yeah. keep going if you want. Nope. Um, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're lucky you got that. All right. That was uh, That's enough for me. <laughs> Sunny D doesn't sing. <laughs> It's gonna be like your new post Malone name. Like, gonna, like you come out with like some gold hits, like platinum yeah. hits. Instead of a crown of thorns, I'm gonna have like the sun, yeah. <laughs> like sun crown. I love it. <laughs> well, I was gonna say at the party, I had this like chalkboard, and it was like 90s themed. I guess we're like childhood mm. nostalgia themed. I guess because a lot of people my age are a little bit younger than me. Like, definitely don't know the 90s. I right. kind of know them, but you know. So there is like a a debate going on about tang i can't remember what it was but on the blackboard there was there was like tally marks for all these things there was like fruit by the foot and capri sun and then like someone added tang and everybody's like what is tang and i'm like oh there's definitely a gap here where some people oh wow anyways that's all i'll talk about i wonder if it's like ge- uh geographical do you think 
Because um, everyone was like around the same age or no? Yeah, I think it was probably like a short-lived thing that just, you know, huh. one generation got it and the next generation knew it as a powder. Weird. Rather than a pouch. Huh. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I definitely didn't have a lot of it, but I mean, we're both from Visalia, so I guess mm-hmm. maybe that's one of the things though that's what kind of what i was saying is maybe it's geographical like maybe popular in certain areas or something other kids were not having the tang (laughs) dude i was having tang when i was like seven (laughs) i was raised on the tang (laughs) yeah that's funny um so let's see there's a couple more things that i think we wanted to plug right like your uh the um too many zoos Oh yeah, uh, music video. Maybe we can get people to check that out. It's on. I watched it on something you posted, but it's probably on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Um, Thanks. Your friend is in it. Um, Angelo. I, Angelo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I recognized him. That's yeah, another Visalia cool. guy in there. Actually, yeah. there was a lot of Visalia people involved because really, there's a good group of uh, Visalia folks that moved out to New York to pursue oh, cool. acting or to go to NYU or whatever. There's like kind of a group out there. And I kind of try to keep tabs with them. So I happened to be out there for the video or I was out there for a different job and I was getting the video kind of locked down at the time. And I hit everybody up and I told, that's when I told Angelo, Hey, if this goes through, would you be down to choreograph it? And he was like, let me hear the song. And I showed it to him and he like puts it on his like beats headphones or whatever. And I don't know if he uses beats. He probably has better headphones than that. And he's, he was like jamming out and he's like, yeah, this is, yeah, if this happens, I definitely want to choreograph it. Oh, that's cool. So then I came back a few weeks later, and I got him, and I got Adam, and uh, Jacob Rico, and a few other people from theater days in Visalia that live out there now. They all jumped on the set cool. to help out. So it was a little like reunion. It was cool. Yeah. It's cool little battle. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I that video it. was fun. Don't um, want to spoil it, but. Yeah, check <laughs> it out. Warriors by Too Many Zeus. Yeah. Is there anything else that you're working on? Um, Yeah. So. So I shot a dance video over a year ago and that was at a time when I had nothing going and other, like nothing passion project wise going. And I was like, I need to make a music video, but I don't really have a band right now that's interested in like nothing's moving forward. So I just went out and shot this thing and I had a few friends that I really wanted to collaborate with that were really talented dancers. And I, grabbed him and i was like hey come to the arts district and let's shoot and we did and there was all this footage and it sat on a hard drive for like six months while i got a job and traveled through europe and stuff so like i oh, kind of yeah. got distracted from it i guess is the yeah the most honest way to say it and then um an editor friend of mine has been helping me kind of like get it done but it's taking a while because we both have our schedules that we're doing in between so i'm kind of mm-hmm. working on that and i'm hoping to release that soon cool um you have a song for it now? Yeah, so it was made for a song, but it just was never like uh, commissioned. So, oh, okay. So I, like, get, I get what you're saying. It yeah. kind of like the way I understood it was like you filmed people dancing, but didn't have a song no, for it. No, that would have been crazy. Like, that would have been yeah, that's that's... an interesting uh, challenge. No, we yeah. have a song. <laughs> we had a song. We basically know a friend of ours knows this artist, um, and we haven't even told him really that we made this yet. So our oh. our goal was always just to make it and then send it to him, and be like, hey. We, we made this music video, which is pretty normal when you're starting out. I feel like a lot of music video directors have to make what they call specs, um, mm, okay. similar to writers. So they write spec scripts yeah. where you just make something out of passion and you pray that it gets read or watched. So 
um this is kind of like a spec music video cool that we made for this guy and hopefully we'll have it done in a month and it'll be online along with my other stuff cool. next to warriors and all the other ones yeah do we want to say the name of it yet or is it yeah it's, it's called not... lit okay yeah so i mean that isn't it doesn't really matter it's yeah. it's is the is it for the band lit because it's not for the band lit uh, no okay. this is the name of the song uh, yeah. okay cool <laughs> but it'll be fun <laughs> yeah it's 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 like a lot of like dancing car, cars and... in the front yard and i don't know sleeping with my clothes on right isn't that lit uh i don't know nailed it yeah is that is that before your whole song no (laughs) can you sing capri sun doesn't sing (laughs) i'm just getting confused yeah (laughs) at any point if you want to finish happy birthday go back to that (laughs) no i'll uh i'll I'll sing it to you when the mics are off okay got it okay i probably won't i'm just gonna say that so that people think that i'm going to but i'm not going to I will always take uh, a free song being sung to me, so we'll we'll get there. It's cool. okay, no pressure. No, it feels I like, like I'm pressure. turning this around on you. Hey, yeah. no pressure. I'm like interviewing you now. Like, yeah, feels like pressure. <laughs> it's a little. It feels like you're like full circle again. You're like Weinsteining me. You're like <laughs> <laughs> like no pressure, but uh, you'll never work again <laughs> if you don't sing to me. <laughs> Back off, Jeff. Oh man, I make my own decisions. Your uh, your show your your body your your podcast your choices yeah Something that's like right that, yeah you know? we'll get that, that slogan yeah. figured out <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh yeah it's uh it's all about you know owning your own pod podcast <laughs> so stupid doesn't make sense doesn't make any other sense. than uh that project i'm trying to think of other things that i'm working on uh, well i'm right i'm a writer as well but it's a more of a um like a side passion for me. So like, I mean, I'm always writing cause I have to be for work, but, uh, as far as like writing my features mm-hmm. that I'm working on, they, they happen slowly because someday I want to make them, but yeah. Until then, I'm is that, be... is that hard to like be working on it and then have to come back to it? Kind of. It's actually, it's weird. Um, cause I have like a couple really close friends of mine that that's all they do. They're, they're screenwriters. Oh, so okay. they just every day, it's like, well, what do I do? It's like, well, I pull up final draft and I write like that's their hustle. Mm. For me, the hustle looks a lot different because I'm trying to direct, but I also want to write and direct at some, like I, that's what I want to do is write the stuff yeah. that I'd also direct. So I kind of have to simultaneously be writing and starting my career as a director. Um, yeah. I was just thinking, cause like, uh, when I do any sort of writing, if I like walk away from it, and I come back, it's hard for me to be in the same headspace I was when I yeah started it. And so it's hard to like pick, pick it back up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's super hard. I yeah. mean, I, I, you know, find little tricks and stuff whatever works for yeah every individual, every artist yeah. is different. I try and just do the same drug that I started writing. Yeah. With. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's take uh, whatever you took before. Wait 30 minutes. Yeah. To... It's usually Tylenol. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your stomach lining must be worn out. Uh, I mean, I I take that's it. That's your drug. I take it with milk. So okay, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. you, almond milk. And you sit by a window to get your vitamin D, so you're yeah. fine. Yeah, dude, I'm the healthiest person that you know. <laughs> well, for speaking of like routines, though, like I I sort of start every day off working on the hardest creative thing to get into. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how it works for me. So like if that's, you want to rush something, it's harder because then you have to pound through, you know, the, the hours of the day where your brain is slowing down. So, I mean, that's, that's something I have to do a lot too. When I have a short deadline, I've just got to work through, you know, the three o'clock caffeine drop or whatever. Right. But yeah. if you're like long-term working on a project or for you, if it's like a comedy set or whatever, for what works for me is just to like write in the first time in the morning when my brain is the most un, you know, cynical. <laughs> I wake up. I want to be as cynical as I can when I yeah. write. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I guess what I mean is like the pure moment where your brain is the most creative. Yeah. And you haven't doubted yourself yet. Dude, the the best times for me sometimes when I like have my best ideas is just driving. Like long distance driving. Just and usually a that rap helps. I have rap music on. Oh yeah. So it just gets you going. There's something about it, just, yeah. Yeah. I did I actually read an article at one point that was saying that um listening to rap music actually makes you more creative. Like so when you're working on things. Wow. Um and it's I think poetry. it's totally true. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't and I don't know if it's just like Maybe the, um, you know, the beats, like it just, I don't know, the cadence of it and stuff. I don't really know what it is, but I'll just be driving. And I listen to all different ty- types of things when I drive. Like, usually it's podcasts, actually, but um, like different kinds of music. But it seems like a lot of my best uh, joke ideas have come when I'm like driving and there's just like rap music on. That's hilarious. And I don't, yeah, I'm not 100% sure why. But Well, I do... It's funny that you say that because I actually do listen to a lot of like rap and trap music to to get myself pumped up. Nice, yeah. For the creative workflow or during the creative workflow, I I dabble, I dabble yeah. in a lot of rap. Lint lint trap music. Lint, tra- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get lint trapped. Yeah, dude. With my in house washer dryer. <laughs> um, but no, it does like kind of help me feel like I don't know. There's something exciting about like music that really like moves you and for me it, it's it gets me into a weird headspace and I, I think that's just where i like to operate out of is just mm-hmm. like a really weird oblong makes you feel confident yeah 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 for sure like um showers also help like you run these streets yeah showers yeah. like Dude, you know what i use showers for i use showers for like days that i've done absolutely nothing and i go take a shower and then i feel like i did something <laughs> you're like oh i accomplished something yeah. great oh today no, was it's hard you know, like when you work really hard and uh, it, like at the end of the day, you just like really need a shower. That's kind of the feeling I get is like, man, I, oh, wow. I really needed that shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did so much today. I wish I was joking about that. It's actually 100% true. No, that's a real that. thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, and also in the same token, they can be used to like kind of give you a restart button. Mm-hmm. If you're like, oh, yeah, that's true. I've done that before, too, where it's like two in the afternoon and I'm like, I haven't showered yet or I have. And I just feel like I can't do whatever I'm trying to do right mm-hmm. now. So I'll go take a shower and it's almost like, it's like, oh, I started the day over. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's actually, uh, that's a really good point. It's all mind games. Yeah. You just got to trick yourself. You got to be smarter than your smartest yeah. subconscious you, you self. You got to take all those worries about the drought and just throw them out the window. Dude, every morning, you know, I wake those, up. Those worries need some vitamin D, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get those outside. <laughs> just extrovert all the worries especially about the california drought yeah yeah <laughs> that california d yeah. the california <laughs> just everything that every word that starts with a d now we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna abbreviate just d <laughs> what, what are they talking about i'm d for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man 
you've got a great view of D-Town. Thanks. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, as we call it, DTLA. Uh, so now we're going to throw in those three letters. So every time we hit one, we're going to just... <laughs> all the Pretty acronyms. soon it's just going to be like only just, just letters. <laughs> uh, it'd be so hard to do. <laughs> uh, so we're like right about an hour now. Do you want to get back to what you were doing? Uh, I'm, I'm fine for whatever. We can okay. keep going a little bit longer. Well, if we're going to go a little bit longer, I think I'm going to get a refill. Yeah, for, where did we put it? Did um, we... we didn't bring it in here. Want to take a quick break? that's the uh podcast hope you guys enjoyed it um uh make sure to check out jeff's uh stuff check out the links that are posted um give him give him your support uh you know he really he deserves it he works hard he puts out good products um and uh i feel like he's a guy who deserves to make it so um yeah check him out uh just like um i had said on the previous podcast uh if there's anything that you guys would like to hear, any questions that you'd like asked, um, uh, discussion topics that you want uh, to hear about, or um, if you know of somebody that would be interested in just kind of sitting down and having a conversation, or you yourself would like to sit down and have a conversation, uh, hit up my website. It's Dusty Tunnel. Tunnel is uh, spelled with two L's. Dot com. Uh, go to the contact page and suit me <laughs> shoot me a message and um we'll try and set up whatever uh, whatever ideas that you guys might have um you know like i said uh this is all just kind of a learning process we're we're kind of growing together here and um i'd like to continue to uh give you a better product and um to improve myself and maybe uh Maybe you can improve yourselves w along with me, and um, I think that would be just neat. So thanks again, guys. Uh, this was episode two, uh, Digging Holes with Dusty Tunnel, with uh, interviewing Jeff Prosser. I uh, hope you guys had a great Memorial Day weekend. I'll uh, see you in a couple weeks. <laughs>